Well, thank you for the great two sermons. And please consider my sermon as applications. So if you have a Bible, please turn Luke chapter 24 and verses 28 to 35. And with this scripture, I'd like to focus on three things with you. Let's pray first. Father God, we thank you for this privilege we can worship you as your children and saved by your son. Please be with us for this preaching. We ask this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I'd like to talk about is God answers our earnest request. If you see the verse 28 and 29 with me, please. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther. That they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. So here, a few questions naturally arise. You may wonder if Jesus really wanted to go, for, go, go farther than Amos. The answer is yes, because Jesus is always true, and he is without sin. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. One who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So it was true will of Jesus going farther than Emmaus. Then what would happen if the two disciples did not strongly urge him to stay with them? On this question, Greek scholar A.T. Robinson answers, quote, Of course, Jesus would have gone, gone on if the disciples had not urged him to stay. Quote, I agree with him because it was Jesus' will to go further. However, as we know, Jesus graciously answered the earnest request of his disciples, and he stayed and had dinner with them. It is because Jesus sympathized their weaknesses, which is their faith. In the scriptures, faith in scriptures, especially the resurrection of the Messiah. So Jesus helped them to believe of his own resurrection. Of course, God ordains all things by his pleased will, but at the same time, God wants us to make earnest request to him because God is personal and God wants our earnest request and our faithful decisions. So God uses our circumstances to lead us in earnest, earnest prayers and then grants us what we hoped for. Even their earnest desires to be with Jesus was given by God. When Jesus taught them the scriptures, he worked their heart, giving them faith by his spirit. So this is why we should always look Christ, who is author and finisher of our faith. And the second point is God uses ordinary means of grace. If you see verse 30 to 32, please. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed the and broke it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, 
did, did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? Let's think about by what means the resurrected Jesus to convince them his resurrection. He used very ordinary means of grace. Verse 30, he prayed for food before the disciples, and they recognized him as resurrected Christ. And it should be, they should re- remind them the, uh, the Lord's Supper as well. And also, verse 31, Jesus explained to them the scripture about the suffering and resurrection of the Messiah, then their heart burned with assurance of faith. So Jesus gave them faith by the means of prayer and word of God. On the other hand, verse 31, when they recognized Jesus as resurrected Christ, he vanished from their sight. Why is that? From now on, they might want non-ordinary or miraculous things. The Calvin interpreted this part, quote, For it was not advantageous that they should any longer behold him, lest, as they were naturally too much addicted to earth, they might desire again to bring him back to an earthly life, so far then as it was necessary to assure them of his resurrection. He made himself visible to them, but by the sudden departure, he taught them that they must seek him elsewhere than in the world, because the completion of the new life was his ascension to heaven. So not only Jesus sympathized them, their weak faiths, but also he was well aware of their weaknesses, because he himself knew what, what was in man. Even now, God still uses this ordinary means of grace, such as prayer, word of God, and the sacraments, to grow our faith and holiness. So it should be remembered that the reason Jesus himself used this ordinary means of grace to witness about his own resurrection. This means that we also should be witness of Jesus' resurrection using the same ordinary means of grace, because men are the same then and now, and God is always powerful powerful then and now. The thirdly, my point is, God's truth is immutable and it saves men. Truth created by man always changing. It changes according to the times, cultures, and circumstances, and opinions. Then it cannot be really truth. On the other hand, the truth of God does not change. Let's take a look, verse 33 to 35. And they rose same time, they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. The two disciples of Emmaus learned that Jesus has risen. They went to the apostles in Jerusalem to testify about it. But when they arrived there, the apostles rather testified to them the same thing. 
the the apostles and the two disciples witnessed the resurrection of Jesus with one voice, even though they had different experiences in different places and different times. God's truth is always like this. Whether in the West or East, past or present, those who believe in the resurrection of Jesus, those who believe in God's word, believe in the same thing. How can people of different places, times, cultures, and languages believe on the same thing? Because it's not man-made truth, but it is truth of God. As human technology advanced, advances, the world is changing much faster than ever before. No matter what kind of world we and our children will live in the future, the truth of God will not change. So that is why we must hold on this truth. And God's truth saves men. Psalm 119.50 says, This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The word of Jesus saved the two disciples. Before that, they were very sad. They sadly left Jerusalem losing hope of redemption of Israel because they didn't believe the witnesses. But after they believed the truth of God, they became completely different people. They came to believe that death of Jesus was not the failure, but the beginning of salvation. So they got the hope of final redemption of Israel that the resurrected Jesus will do at the end of the world. And they rose up that very hour and joyfully returned to Jerusalem, even though it was very late. The Lord Jesus Christ suffered and died, but rose from the third day. What the world saw as the end of the situation was actually God's new beginning. Whatever of our situation is, let us rise up joyfully in faith, and live by the word of God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this unchanging (coughs) word of God and unchanging love. Father, we thank you that we have um, given this faith in you and this resurrected Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.